on how to create a thriving business for coaches because it's no point doing all this good work and getting your certificates and doing your coaching if you can't actually make a practice out of it, if that's what you want to do. Make a thriving business. Welcome to Small Business Talk for Coaches with Kathy Smith. This podcast is the ultimate resource for coaches looking to transform their coaching passion into a thriving business. Kathy Smith began a journey as a marketing professional in 2001 and has helped thousands of businesses to grow. Kathy specializes in helping coaches and is dedicated to showing you how to get your first clients and many more. If you are ready to take your coaching practice to the next level, then you are in the right place. Whether you are just starting your coaching journey or you're an experienced coach not seeing the results you desire, this podcast is for you. Welcome to Small Business Talk for Coaches, episode 224. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you're an existing listener, you might have heard a slight change in our intro today and a slight change in our name. Yes, we're going to be from this day forward, Small Business Talk for Coaches. So when I started the podcast about four years ago, small business was a fairly small sort of area in podcasting. But now, of course, everybody's doing it. So we're going to niche down to coaches. As you will have heard over the last few months, if you have been a regular listener, that I'm doing much more on coaching, marketing, coaching, and that sort of thing. So if you would like to stay with us and come on our journey, love to have you here. And if it's not for you now, we totally understand and we thank you very much for your patronage. But we're going to be Small Business Talk for Coaches. And it is the beginning of the new year. As of recording this, it's early January. And in Australia, it is hot, although we haven't had that hot a summer yet. Um, But no doubt we will, certainly on the west coast of Australia where I'm from. So if you have not met me before, I'm Cathy Smith. And I am a marketing professional, have been for over 23 years and a marketing coach uh, over the last few years. So that's what we're going to be concentrating more on, on how to create a thriving business for coaches, because it's no point doing all this good work and getting your certificates and doing your coaching if you can't actually make a practice out of it, if that's what you want to do. Make a thriving business, not just a business, but one that's going to make you lots of money. The more money you can make, the better off you're going to be, the better off you're going to be able to help people. And then if you choose to do some charity work or to give some away as pro bono or to local causes or whatever is dear to your heart, that's fabulous. But if you don't have that money in the first place, it's going to be very, very difficult to be able to support yourself and to do all the good work. So my aim is to get you clients, show you how to get clients and to make sure that they are paying clients. And then you have the choice to offer free stuff as well if you would like. But if you're not being paid, then it's very difficult to do that. So today's topic is all about goal setting. How are you going to make 2024 the best year? Goals for growth in 2024. How to craft success 
in your coaching business. And like I say, turn it into a real business. So let's start by reflecting on 2023. How did that go for you? What were the things that worked really well? What were the things that didn't go so well? How was your time management? How was your budgeting? How was your pricing? Just spend a few minutes and think about those sorts of things. Maybe jot a few notes and work out what went well for you and what didn't. Here's five questions to think about. What went well this past year and what are you proud of? What changes should you make going forward? What goals did you achieve and how did you achieve them? What goals remained unachieved? Do they need to be changed, shifted, or do you just need a longer time frame? What are the three things that you want to achieve in 2024? Remember, don't try to set too many goals because that makes it really difficult. So you really want one main thing and then maybe a couple of smaller things, but try to keep it down to three maybe five at the absolute most. You might wonder why we're looking back, especially as this is a goal-setting podcast. Well, looking back can teach us things, but it doesn't restrict us. So we need to dream big and plan for the future, making sure that you are setting those milestones and those things that you want to achieve. Maybe by looking back, we can look at the things that weren't going so well, the things that we need to pick up, things that we need to maybe change. Have you got caught up in the shiny object syndrome? Have you bought a whole stack of stuff that is maybe now on recurring subscription that you're not using? Is that really cutting into your cash flow? Are these things that maybe served you previously but don't now? Doing a bit of a cash flow audit and having a look at where you've spent your money in the last 12 months can be really good too. It can also show you if you're not charging enough. If you're over-delivering and charging too little, then is that an issue? If you've got lots of clients coming in, it may not. It might be an opportunity to rise your prices. But if you only have a few clients or no clients, it could be wearing you really thin and it could mean that you're not doing your best work because you are tired and you are not achieving the things that you've promised your clients. So you really must make sure that you're charging the correct amount so that you can deliver what you say. Over-delivering to a point is great because that brings your clients coming back. But if you over-deliver too much, then they won't value you. You won't value yourself and you'll be tired before we get halfway through the year, let alone the end of the year. So really think about that self-care. Now, a great way to do your planning is thinking about those big rocks. Now, I'm sure you've all heard of the jar, that where you put the water, the sand, the gravel and the big rocks. If you don't put them in on the right order, then they won't all fit. Now, I've got a handout for you if you would like it at kathysmith.com.au forward slash big rocks. That's where you'll get the handout that will explain how to do this. But basically what you need to do is think about the things that you need to do most, the things that are the big rocks. Have you got a holiday coming up, a vacation if you're in the Northern Hemisphere? Have you got things that are non-negotiables? Maybe they're birthdays, anniversaries, maybe they're contracts that you've got. Maybe that's your side gig that, well, maybe it's your big gig that you want to become your side gig. 
Put all of those things in your calendar first. Put the most important things in, those things that can't move. And then think about the smaller things like the gravel. What do you put in next? So you start with the biggest thing and then you go down from there. So what are the next things that you want to do? They might be things like your self-care. Do you want to have a massage? Do you want to get your nails done? Do you get your hair cut? All of those kind of things. They might be akin to your gravel. So put those in next. Then go keep going down. And that way you'll be able to get all of your commitments in, the things that you want to do with your goals. Now, when you're doing this, make sure that you're putting time in to work on your goals because it's no point having these lofty big goals and never doing anything. So if that's the goal for the year, then what is it for the half year? What do you need to do towards that goal for the quarter? What do you need to do for the month, the week and the day? Yes, make sure that you're doing something towards your goals each day. Is it contacting people? Is it writing a chapter in your book? Is it writing a few words in your book? Is it recording a podcast? Whatever it is that you need to do to your goals, what do you need to do? If you're recording a podcast once a week, does that mean you need to do research before that? Does that mean you need to write the outline? Does it mean you need to get some artwork done? Whatever those things are, make sure that you've got time planned in your diary, in your schedule to do that. Now, people will ask what sort of schedule should you be using, the one that you're going to use. So it doesn't matter whether it's electronic or whether it's paper. Some people like a bit of both, but if you're doing both, remember that it's double work. You've got to make sure that they're in both. Personally, I like electronic, even though I'm a paper girl, because then I can get it on my phone. I can get it on my my laptop. I can get, get it on my PC as well. And then it all correlates together. So when somebody says, are you available on Friday for lunch? I can say yes or no immediately and not double up. If you've got a paper one, you've got to make sure that you've got it with you all the time so that you don't then double up and it become an issue. Because rescheduling things, of course, is wasting time again. Now, you might think that this is a lot of work, setting up your goals and scheduling and working out what you're going to do from the year in advance. And yes, it can be. But as we all know, if we don't do it, what will happen? So Marie Folio says, it's not until you let go of something that you see how much it's been holding you back. And how many things have you seen? Oh, I wish I'd done that earlier. And you quite often will realize that you have been doing something the hard way because you didn't want to learn the new way. And it might be hanging on to that paper diary because you've always done it that way. I know when I went to electronic, I did resist it for quite some time. But now that I have, I've got it hooked up into everything and it makes it so much easier. I'm not saying you should go electronic, of course, but just think of the things that maybe you're hanging on to because it's always the way you've done it and how it can sometimes hinder your progress. Now, when you're thinking of those goals, think about them being smarter goals. Now, you'll hear this a lot. So that is specific. So make sure that you are very clear about what it is. Measurable. So don't just say, I'm going to do it by when. Say, I'm going to do this specific thing by 
the end of June or whatever date it happens to be. So then that is a measurable, you've either done it by then or you haven't. Make sure it's achievable. If you've never made any money before in your coaching business, you can't, well, let's not say can't, but it would be very difficult to make a million dollars in your first year. So make sure it is achievable. A stretch goal is good, but don't stretch too far or you won't be able to achieve it. Make sure it's relevant. So it's no point setting a goal of trying to reach the moon if that's got nothing to do with your coaching business. So make sure it is relevant to what you would like to do. So it could be a money goal. It could be the amount of clients. It could be writing a book. It could be getting a course set up. Any of those sort of things. Make sure it is relevant to your business. And like we say, time bound. So that kind of works in with measurable. So time bound is by a date. So your measurement might not be a date. It might be a certain amount of pages, but generally that would then tie into a time and a date. So they can work together. So remember, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound. They're your smarter goals. And then break them down into chunks like we talked about before to make sure that you can achieve them. Because it's no point getting to the towards the end of the year and go, well, I didn't get there and you haven't done anything for nine months. That's going to make it really difficult. And at this time of year in January, you're excited about these goals. So start making some progress to them. Yes, you will probably wane a little bit at some point. But if you start now, then that's going to make it much easier. And that's the thing. You just need to start. You need to put one foot in front of each other make a decision. If you've got 20 things you want to do, just pick one. Which is the right one? Doesn't really matter. Just pick one. So then think about how you might do that. Okay, I'm going to make a certain amount per year. All right, so the first thing I'm going to do is maybe some social media posts, getting my messaging sorted, making sure that people can see me. But once I've done my social media posts, where are they going to go? Do I need a website? Do I need some marketing material? Yes, it's all different things. But start with that one goal and then work out the different pieces that you need to achieve to get that goal. This is our first podcast of Small Business Talk for Coaches. I hope that you've liked it and I hope that you'll follow along. Until next week. Take care and enjoy your journey. Hey, did you enjoy this podcast? Why don't you go and check out the Coach's Marketing Roadmap, your step-by-step guide to accelerate your journey to a thriving coaching business. Thecoachesmarketingroadmap.com.au And don't forget to subscribe to Small Business Talk for Coaches podcast. Go to smallbusinesstalk.com.au for all the show notes from this episode. Remember, coaches, to be great, you must start. Pick one tip from today's episode, take action and implement it. Coaches, you've got this. Let's meet again next week at the same time and place. Remember, just start one step at a time, take consistent action and enjoy your journey.